1: version now that my voice has returned and we are uh, we're on the third of the triple play of the uh, jamie fox mark kramer era of the edge as we've been here unfortunately for you guys sometime. it's gonna be a short era but yeah but here. a short era but we have been here since wednesday so our finale today here on friday here on the edge a lot to get into today we're glad that you're with us on this uh, friday want to thank uh, first our sponsors, title sponsor Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 345-4545, best pet care anywhere on the planet, possibly in the universe. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous. North Louisiana-based attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, Personal injury, don't delay. Call Bobby today. Colin McGregor, are you listening? And you can reach Bobby at 318 342 1411. Spa Nouvelle and Lammy Lane in Monroe pamper the special person in your life. I've had one of those Spa Nouvelle gift certificates, and believe me, it's worth it. they do pamper you. So go check them out 807 1060. And you can reach us on the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline or text line. And that is 888-993-7762. I usually throw out there at some point in time, we're gonna we're fortunate enough to have our good buddy Stan Mah- Haffey back in here today to uh, talk about the Masters, so we appreciate him being back again. Uh, he'll be on in the next segment. Uh, I usually throw something out about stuff that you hate, stuff you're tired of, I have to throw one out real quick. It, it's just been bugging me. And and this is just me. And I don't mean this in a negative way as far as uh, any politically incorrect ways. It just, to me, it, it's just uh, it's a PR deal. And to me, it's a big waste of time. And that is all the eye candy ladies that ESPN is putting on all of the or even Fox, putting on all of their shows, you know, you've got like Colin and somebody else and this blonde headed woman who just sits there and kind of looks pretty and, and, you know, has read a script about what they're talking about with the sports or whatever. Uh, you know, the first take has got that girl sitting in between, uh, Stephen A. Smith and, uh, and idiot man whatever his name is oh uh, max kellerman yeah kellerman max kellerman who's yes. a complete complete waste of airtime to have him on but i'm just it's just getting ridiculous because now it's like they're just throw-ins to supposedly add something uh spice wise to the broadcast but they just kind of sit there and look pretty and and go oh yeah max or oh yeah stephen oh come on stephen a you don't need to be saying that you know well it, it just bugs me because it's it's so obvious what they're doing oh yeah and it's just it's a i would it's just like when people were criticizing you know a few months ago about all the political stuff hey we're just tuning in even our listeners you know mm-hmm. here hey we just want to hear about sports well that's anyway, it just drives me crazy.
2: Well, I mean, I'm <clears throat> I'm, I'm, obviously very, very fond of you and, and, and John and Stan, of course. But, I mean, if uh, Michelle Beadle was here, I wouldn't exactly throw her out of the studio. Uh, but, again, that's uh, – But not
1: for $5 million. I,
2: no, not for $5 million. I mean, that I new TV
1: was, show – That's just true. That new TV show, Get Up, that ESPN launched that they made such a big deal about with Greenberg after he left Mike and Mike has tanked so bad in the ratings. I think it had something like even... But 283,000 yeah. people yeah. watched the first show. Exactly. That's total now. That's mm-hmm. total in the country. Well, There's more people than that, obviously. Even if 10% of the people, which isn't much, if 10% of the people in New York City watched it, it would be more than 283,000. True. And you know, but uh, But again, they paid Michelle Beadle five million dollars to sit there and, and look pretty in front of
2: Greenberg and, and Jalen Rose. Uh, $5 five million is a lot of money, and I don't know where ESPN has that kind of money to pay anybody right now. But if you notice, uh Mark, um if you look at uh, Fox News, for example, okay, they have a show called Outnumbered. And it comes on 11, and I watch it religiously because all the ladies are kind of in a semicircle with their dresses and their legs crossed, looking very feminine and wonderful and beautiful. And <laughs> I, I, I watch it simply because I want to see who's on that day. Uh, I liked it when uh, – and also I, I look at uh, – there's, there's another show, uh, The Five, it, I'd always like because I, uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle is always on the left-hand side with her beautiful – luscious long legs crossed and and i'm going why am i watching this why am i doing this to myself it's just simply and, and you're right it, it is simply and now now uh, granted she's an attorney she's uh, most of these you, you can say what we want but but the women at five most of them are professionally trained as attorneys accountant a lot of them business women uh the business network so you can say what you want but it, it just happen to be the total package with the sports thing we noticed this happening when we went to SEC Media Days, Mark, and I wish you could have gone with us because you just saw usually, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but you saw one or two women in the room in the beginning. Yeah, and that's and why. And then I'm, all of a sudden now it's and – and, and, and they that, get jobs, I mean, literally out of college. Yeah,
1: and so. that and that's why I said before I prefaced my comments by saying it's nothing against women in sports or anything like that. I just think the concept of throwing – in fact – to me, some ladies should be kind of upset about the fact that they're just picking somebody out and throwing them in, you know, in this conversation or in this show, Mm -hmm. just they're there just to be there to me. And it's kind of insulting to me as a viewer, uh, for them to have that, to have to think that they have to have that concept. I mean, if there were three ladies up there that knew about basketball or like, uh, uh, Nell Fortner, for example, who used to be here mm-hmm. at Louisiana Tech as an assistant coach, she does a phenomenal job analyzing the women's basketball uh, NCA tournament. She, uh, I wouldn't care how many ladies they had up there, as long as they know what they're talking about. Not just throwing somebody up there on the stage with other people or in the studio. Well, she's coach, just she's because, done her own, yeah, yeah, just because. That's what, and it's just it's something new all the time. We're looking at. ESPN's on right now with First Take, and there there she is. I have no but idea who that is. FS always comes through with one uh, profound statement every show, and uh, he comes through with one here today. Uh, he says, Coach, if you come out against eye candy, we're going to have to part ways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's not against I, – I promise you. He, uh, but, again, it's uh, – uh, are people deserving uh, – i saw this in corporate america people that got jobs and promotions that that had everybody scratching their heads uh there is an unlevel playing field right now and it is not exactly tilted in in some people's favor and then in, 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 conversely it's tilted in a lot of people's favor but uh you'd like to think that this is an evolutionary type thing that it, it's a that it, it's it's cyclical it will run its cycle and then uh you know, people will get jobs based truly on merit versus uh, other things. But uh, there's – I don't some, know. I just had to – No, I, to, think, I think you're right. I just had extent, to bring that out. Now, I, I'm not right or wrong. It's just something that bugs me. Well, it goes from the – you know, it, it does become obvious after a while that that, that person is, is there. Because in, in ESPN, instead of looking at, at their at their uh, business model or looking at maybe like taking things in the reverse a little bit or maybe – pumping the brakes a little bit they just seem to continue to double down and as you said you you gave the the figures for the show that the the get up figures uh which were absolutely in the tank so um you know we've got Stan here today you know and I I think that's the beauty of of a a game like golf and I'm not just saying that because because Stan's here but I mean the the LPGA they do a phenomenal job of marketing that and you know you don't bring a lot of social commentary into play it is the ladies professional golf association and there's a delineation and there's an appreciation of and and there's a following uh the advertising seems to be pretty consistent between the men's and the women's game and we'll get into that in the next segment but again that uh it's okay to be different uh to have the the ladies professional golf association tour as well as the men's and sometimes i think what we forget to do sometimes uh you know, people scream and holler about diversity and everything. Well, sometimes it, these are differences that that are that go way beyond, this is how God put us on this earth. I mean, he put me here at five, five, you know, X number of pounds. I've had the health issues. I've had good times. I've had bad times, just like everybody else. This is what makes us all different. You know, uh, we all can relish human achievement, right? Whether it be male or female or whatever, and take uh, take a great deal of pride in that. But Sometimes it's okay to, I like, I, I tell people this all the time, and whether this offends some women, I I, I like a, a girly girl. I like a woman that likes being a woman that, that celebrates it, uh, you know, from, from the makeup to the dress. I, I love it all. But that's because I've got a granddaughter right now, and the thing I love the most about her, you know, she's in cheerleading. is there is no question from the minute you lay eyes on her, that's a girl. And she loves being a girl. She loves playing the role. She doesn't even know to play it. I mean, it's just, it just rolls off. It's a natural thing to her. So, uh, I don't know where we got, you know, started to, uh, we'll, we'll, well, we'll, well, just we'll, cut it all yeah, down to, yeah. to the
1: nitty gritty is
2: I don't mind watching anybody. I don't care who it
1: is, you know, what gender they are or anything else. As long as I know as a viewer that they know what they're talking about yep. and they're not just stuck up there, right. Uh, to be, uh, a, you know, kind of a prop, uh, that is something to you know something to look at. Uh, They're trying to
3: reach their target audience, too, which is very attracted to that. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. yeah, their but, target audience of 18, but as an to, old fart 18 like to 45 me. <laughs> is their target audience. They want to see that eye candy. They don't care if they know anything. Yeah, but nowadays, here's the thing. You're not supposed to – you're right,
2: Stan, but here's the thing uh, – God forbid if you admit that. Oh yeah. Don't don't yeah. admit that out loud. Russell uh,
1: says you need a hobby and uh, maybe farmers only for <laughs> Russell <laughs> Russell
2: is not the first one. Thank you Russell and you're probably closer to the truth than I want you to be. Um I've had farmers only recommended to me several times and uh I don't know, heck I'm uh he he may be onto something. I should listen to our our listeners more. They uh they they're probably a lot more astute about this than we are. So uh okay Russell, I'll take that under advisement. But uh and, and teddy I've been, I've been, I've not, listen guys, I, I have no room to talk. I, we don't have a show long enough yeah. to talk about my dating expen- experience no, in Birmingham don't want to, and we, we don't, don't want to go into this, but let me just say this as, as we, as I toss it back to you. Uh, I'm just glad I did not come home and find a rabbit boiling on my stove. I, I'm just very grateful for that. And I will leave it at that.
1: Larry and Monroe says, appreciate uh, this text. Uh, listen. And watch a lot of sports. Or watch a lot of sports personally. I think uh, here's what ESPN should do. She, he says he needs to take all you guys that are on 97.7 and put all of you on TV, and their <laughs> ratings would go up overnight. You all at all you guys at 97.7 are the best.
3: Well, we thank you for Larry, that. Yeah, but we, we have you. faces and bodies for radio. We thank you. We, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if we want to be on TV or not. The ratings may
1: plummet very quickly. and You'd, um,
2: you'd wish for eye candy after seeing us, yes. yes, yes.
1: <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a break. And when we return, Stan will talk to us again. We'll ask him some more questions, of course. The one that everybody's talking about this morning is Sergio Garcia standing there and dunking. Well, not actually dunking, backspinning balls back into the water. And I want to ask.
3: now playing on a broken ankle. Yeah, yeah
1: and, I wanna, and I want to ask Stan a, a couple of questions about. Actually, and I've heard this phrase. I'm not going to take credit for it, but I heard this phrase this morning. It cracked me up. If you've ever seen, if you're any kind of sports person or you've watched a lot of sports movies and you've seen Tin Cup with Kevin Costner, Have you seen everybody's it? calling it a Tin Cup
3: moment. Oh, somebody has already copied, photocopied First. a picture with Sergio standing there and, and Cheech Marin's in the background. Yeah, right as his caddy. At, this is our last ball. Yeah, like,
1: that's right. So we'll <laughs> talk about uh, Sergio's uh, pitfalls here in just a minute on the edge here on Sports Talk 97.7. We'll all be back here in just a second.
4: Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. This
5: is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge inviting you to our spring sales event where we're rolling back prices. We've got five 18 chargers available at 22 9 and seven chargers with the blacktop edition for $23.9. We've got 18 Ram 1500 Crew Bighorns for 32 9 and 18 Ram 1500 Quads with the Express Package and a Hemi V8 for only $27.9. Don't miss our spring sales event where our prices have been rolled back at Brennan Dodge in Ruston.
6: So you're getting a tax check back. Well, good. Need a way to haul that check around? Maybe put a cover over it. Or do you need a place to store that tax check? Ideal portable buildings takes care of all three. Use your refund to quit paying rent on a storage unit with a new custom building in whatever size you need built right there on your lot. For all the new stuff you buy, Ideal has the right utility trailer to haul it around, 8 to 12 to 16 feet with LED light packages, treated floors, spare tire mounts, and more. And protect that new stuff from the rain with a new carport from Ideal, Northeast Louisiana's number one Eagle carport dealer, built in any size and layout you need from single car to RV up to barn size rent to own with no credit check or 12 months same as cash with approved credit so double the value of that tax refund with the new building utility trailer or carport from ideal portable buildings call them at 699-9426-699-9426 699-9426. rocket fast car wash rocket fast
0: it's a blast and your vehicle is clean
6: keep your car spotless with the
5: rocket fast unlimited wash pass for as little as $19.95 per month, you can wash your car as often as you want. And while you're there, you can always enjoy our free VACs. The Fast Pass is good at all seven Rocket Fast locations, from Monroe to Shreveport, including our newest at I 49 and Piermont Avenue. Rocket Fast, the fast and easy way to wash your car.
0: Your opinion don't matter. It's a it's step on the Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888 993 7762 to join in on all the fun.
1: Welcome back to The Edge. I always say that I love that song because our opinion really doesn't matter. But that's why. <laughs> We have Stan Mahaffey here to talk about because golf. Because his opinion does matter. Because his opinion <laughs> does matter. That in fifty cents will buy you coke. Okay, we teased it. <laughs> we teased it before the before the break. My question to you, anybody that follows golf or has been following the Masters, knows what happened yesterday oh, with yeah. Garcia, uh, highest tied for the highest score ever on a hole in the Masters. Worst score ever shot by the previous year's winner. Winner, yeah. <laughs> five five balls in the water. My question to you is why did he continue after even two spinning putting spin on the ball and then just instead of just getting it on there or even if he hit it over that green and i know the chip coming back is brutal i understand that but <laughs> why did he continue to put so much spin on the ball because you know he he can be really arrogant that's why a lot of people especially americans don't like him and he gets in a press conference and says well, that's the first time I've ever made a score that high and didn't hit a bad shot. Well and he didn't. Well, but to me, if he's continuing to spin the ball yeah. like that and it's going back in the water, I don't spin the ball. It's well, like somebody slapping me in the face. It starts hurting after the second time. I don't let anybody slap me in the face. Well So why did time he continue to <laughs> question saying. So yeah,
3: why did he continue to do that because when he was he's getting a professional the same golfer, when he's getting the same result? It, you you know that's Einstein's definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over again, expecting a different outcome. Uh, he so thought he's he was an insane hitting, He golfer. thought he hit it harder each time to get it beyond the pin. On that hole on fifteen, with the pin in that position, you have to get the hole, get the pin ball behind the hole, and let it spin down and stop before it gets to the false front where it goes where it goes down in the creek. Yeah, but if you. If you saw his playing partner, he was between that false front and the and the water. Right. So that allowed uh for that can that just it's it's just you just believe that the next one's gonna be five yards further and it's not gonna spin back in the water. But you, just, you you know, golf's a game of inches. It's, I not, just it's couldn't, measured in yards, yeah, but it's just a game of inches. I
1: just couldn't understand why he continued to do the exact well, same thing.
3: And one of the people I was sitting there next to said, why didn't he hit a different wedge? You know, if his sand wedge is pulling it back in the water, hit a gap wedge, knock it down, and let it one right. hop up there and stop. Who knows why? You know, <laughs> it, it could be the arrogance <laughs> that you were talking about. It could be that just... You can't fix stupid. <laughs> it was a ten
1: cup moment for it sure. It was. If it was just never like seen ten cup, it was just like a movie.
3: It, that's exactly what it was. So thirteen on uh, number fifteen, and uh, there's been a thirteen on thirteen. There's been a thirteen on twelve, and now there's been a thirteen on fifteen. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, oh man. So Sergio Garcia went from one over
1: to ten over in one hole.
3: But then he birdied the six hit the sixteenth, par three. Right, yeah, that's right. And then he, he nearly b- aced it. Birdie's <laughs> the
1: next hole, so go figure. Um yeah, and that's one of the worst uh, one of the worst rounds too for a defending champion. Yeah, it's the
3: worst round ever shot by a defending champion. Yeah. So just he set all kind of good records. And the bad news is he's got to hang around till Sunday and put a jacket on the winner.
1: Right. So he can't <laughs> leave after he misses the cut today. Yeah. <laughs> uh he can't leave and go anywhere because he does have to be at
3: And what the- if he shoots 64, shoots even par and makes a cut? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be. It'd be a miracle. That but. would
1: be a miracle. That would be something that you'd make a movie out of. Okay, we made our predictions yesterday. Uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, just kind of a pedestrian round, yeah. And then, boom! All of five a sudden, a he, he does what he does, and the putter got hot, mm-hmm. and he hit. He has five birdies in a row. Uh, where do you see him going from today? Of course, tomorrow. Uh, you can kind of handicap his whole weekend uh, because tomorrow is supposed to be real rainy, could have delays tomorrow. The greens will get soft for a little while anyway. And then Sunday is supposed to be fairly brutal conditions as far as the greens will probably start out soft and dry out as the day goes along with the sun and and it's supposed to be and windy. And the sub-air
3: system. Augusta National has sub-air right. in their greens, so they can suck the moisture right out of those greens as yeah. fast as they want to. They can still make them as fast as they want. Um, the difference will be the fairways and the rough. If you get in there and you find soft ground or soft pine straw, the the bunkers will play firm in the morning and softer as, the, as they dry out. Uh, but if it rains, Jordan's key is keeping his putter going. As as John pointed out, 10 putts on the back 9. You you play 9 holes with 10 putts, anybody's going to play well unless you're chipping up chipping your pars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chipping them in for yeah. Th- yeah. And and the bogey he made on 18 was incredible. So just as Justin's putter goes, so will his week go. And that's everybody that's the same mantra for anyone. I mean, uh Tigers won over. When he won in 2005, he was two over after the first round. He could put together three sixty fours of 65, 66s in a row and be in contention.
1: Now, there were some guys that are um, kind of flying under the radar a little bit because everybody was so focused on Spieth and on the Sergio Garcia thing. Uh, Rory kind of came on at yep. the end, and he's three under par. Phil
3: missed a uh, six-footer on 18 that could have yeah. put him in good in the top ten.
1: Yeah, and he at one time was two over yep. and played the last – I believe it was the last six or seven holes in four under. Right. Uh, so Phil's in there at two under par, so he's right in there too.
3: One of his best first rounds at the at Augusta National. Which is scary because
1: yeah. he can, he's like we were talking about Justin Thomas earlier uh, off, off the air. Phil can get hot too and start making putts from all over the place. Exactly. And uh, and he can put up a 65 in a heartbeat.
3: Exactly. And and a lot of these guys can. This morning you've got a, a lot of the leaders are out this morning. Right and, because of the
1: but, fact that they played yesterday afternoon. Right.
3: And so you've got guys that are going to be um, now Tony Finau's already made a bogey. His a uh, mm-hmm. bogey his first hole, but that's a miracle yeah. Yeah. If there's a comeback player of the year or of the <laughs> in <tournament>. any sport <laughs> yeah. to dislocate your ankle on Wednesday and shoot four under at Augusta National on Thursday.
1: That shows you how talented these professional golfers
3: are. Well, not only that, Finau's an athlete. He's three-time All-American, high school All-American at, in basketball in Utah. So, you know, he's not just a golfer. He's, he's like Dustin Johnson. He played other sports. Yeah. So, uh, matter of fact, Tony Fionn and Dustin Johnson have had a dunk-off before. Whoa. <laughs> so, that's how good athletes they are.
1: So, what? Uh, with anybody that's within 10 shots still,
3: you know. Yeah, the cut line will come at the top 50 plus anyone within 10 shots. Top 50 in ties and anyone within 10 shots. So, so it,
1: really, with only 87 players, yeah. you're not going to have a whole lot of
3: people cut. No. It, you could have as many as 37, as few as 20. You know, it um, it's going to all depend on how low that Jordan Spieth goes today. Because the weekend, like you said, is going to be a challenge for a lot of golfers. Yes. There's a lot of golfers who aren't mudders. You start looking at mutters, You're thinking Tiger, Phil, Matt Kuchar, um guys who play Some of well. the veteran guys yeah. that
1: have played in, in adverse conditions right. and also – uh, are effective in a lot of the uh, god awful conditions that and they hi, that Henrik they play Stinson in is that they play in over in England exactly. for the British Open. Guys that have had that kind of success, exactly. and yeah, I was going to mention that Stenson's one of those guys.
3: Right, Hen- Henrik Stenson is one of those. So there's if if the weather comes through like it's supposed to Saturday and Sunday, those are the names that are going to start rising to the top of this leaderboard. Um, does Tiger have a 67 and 68 in him today? Uh, that's going to be important for all the Tiger Woods fans. Uh, and there are a lot of fe- people out there who at the beginning of the week were drinking the Tiger Kool-Aid. Um, so we'll see, you know, because uh, he was the favorite coming in. He was like seven, six or seven to one to win the Masters and goes out and shoots a plus one. And it was a great plus one because at one point when he hit the ball in the water on 12, he was looking at being four over. Yeah. And he got he, he made, made that bogey. putt. Yeah, he made that bogey on twelve. But, yeah, he that he made that long putt from bro- just over the bunker. Yeah, because <laughs> even his
1: even his shot uh, from the uh, drop area just barely made it. Exactly. It hopped. And I told I was watching with my dad at lunch when that yeah. happened. And if that ball hits the bank like it did and bounces straight up instead of a little bit forward. It comes straight down and rolls back into the water again. And it just happened to bounce a little forward and got him just up on the green on the fringe up there above the bunker.
3: And the other thing about that shot is why would Tiger Woods go to that drop area? That is the worst angle to come into that, where he could have played left and played, taken a drop. You know, a lot of folks were, uh, professionals were questioning why he went to that drop area because of his game. He could have moved to, to on the line of flight and had an easier shot into that hole. Phil made a great up and down from on 12 so to save par. So, um, you know, there were just some great golf shots yesterday afternoon that uh, kind of went under the radar, and I noticed. Uh, Stan,
2: pin placement. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I heard a little bit about how – uh, Teddy Allen this morning was talking about on television, you can't tell the yeah. elevation of these greens sometimes. So assuming the weather does turn a little sour and, and you do have to be, as as you say, a mutter, uh, who do you think that favors the most? I mean, you, you're you talking about uh, Spee's putting, and he, he, he was interviewed earlier. And he just seems to have a knowledge of this course yeah. unlike anyone else. Do you think even with the weather going maybe not as good as it's been so far, the opening round, you think it still favors him?
3: I think the leader after two rounds has got to be your favorite uh, okay. with the weather coming in. Uh, and and you're right. The slope of these greens, um, you can look at a pin sheet, and you can see the, the pin is back left. It's 15 paces back and four from the left. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell you about the slopes in the green. Right. Uh, so you've got to understand that uh, – Pin position is it, it just because it looks like it's a benign pin doesn't mean that it is because of the slopes in those greens. So uh, Teddy's right. Uh, you you just can't tell on television. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the the pictures in the mornings of the uh, angle of the camera that's showing number one and the slope that's in the number one fairway. They've got the camera level and the fairways like this. Mm-hmm. So. You get to see those kind of things with the cameras set up.
1: Yeah, way. when they were out in the middle of the fairway, they were almost leaning forward, <laughs> falling down, trying yeah. to hit their their shot to the green on number one. It was yeah. pretty amazing uh, to be able to look at that. Um, the <laughs> really bad question, some of the commentators, not the guys that have yeah. played golf, but the commentators, the dumb question of the day yesterday when Tiger was doing what he was doing at number 12, uh, the commentator asked, and I forget which player was doing the analysis on that hole, and he said, uh, when you go around and, and play your practice rounds, especially at a tournament like this, do you go
3: and hit practice shots <laughs> over in the uh, drop. drop area? <laughs> And the the stupid re- the reason for that stupid question is if they if you do you're putting negative thoughts in your mind right exactly. away. Exactly, that's that. exactly right. So no, the answer is to the that. answer is no. I've the guy said well. He tried to be nice. Yeah,
1: did. And he goes, "Well, <laughs> no, I've I've never done that because it does it might just put negative thoughts that you may hit one in the water." So, Yeah, and as said, a
3: psychologist and a guy who's worked with sports psychology, you don't do that to your players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not just not something you do. Uh, have you ever jumped out of a plane without a parachute to see what the effect of that was? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's um, probably how Garcia felt yeah. on the
2: 15, yes. <laughs>
1: So what do you expect real quick for the rest of the weekend?
3: Well, a lot of it depends on what happens with Jordan Speed today. If he if he's just 68, 69 today and he's at 10 under, uh, it's going to be a track meet that he's running away with. Uh, the other players have to keep up. Uh, scores this morning have not been as low as they were yesterday morning. Uh, it's not as cold this morning as it was yesterday morning. Uh, so that's what I look for, uh, Jordan Spieth. And uh, that cream will slowly rise to the top. The guy's chasing him. I really like Matt Kuchar's game right now. Uh, I think Kuchar can really challenge him for uh, the top of the leaderboard. Uh, but I think today is 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 significant, and then you're getting all that rain on what they usually call moving day. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a defensive kind of game tomorrow. So the leader today – if he's got a two- or three-shot lead, is in really good stead because Sunday it's going to be a sprint to the finish. Yeah,
1: and and that's the point that I made yesterday. I think it's still still going to hold true, and that is a lot of times you'll see somebody shoot a 66 or 65 the last day that was four or five shots back, and boom, all of a sudden they're in contention or maybe even they're leading, and people start fading behind him, and they're already finished. Right, Because it was somebody that maybe started six or seven holes ahead of the leaders. An hour before the leaders. Exactly. But because of the possible weather conditions being adverse on Sunday, as far as the wind and uh, different, different difficult conditions, that there may not be the conditions available to the golfers to have somebody come from that far behind right. so and it somebody it is the that's, south
3: so the wind comes up in the afternoon the later the day gets the more wind you see last night you saw it lay down at the last hour or so and phil and jordan made their runs then so um yeah you're right
1: so yeah you know, that's what i'm looking for is to i think somebody that can get a lead like you were talking about spieth i think they're going to be a little safer on sunday than normal because of the possible uh, adverse weather conditions. And it depends on how many folks are within two or three shots. Right. And playing with speed. Stan, thanks, man. We really appreciate you coming in the last two days. Great stuff here on The Edge. We'll go ahead and take another break, and Jamie and I will be right back here on The Edge on Sports Talk 97.7, brought to you by Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital and Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. We'll be right back.
2: Don't put your life on
0: the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811, Louisiana One Call. Hey Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. Save big money on a car or a truck friendly service folks you can trust we put good people behind the wheel jim taylor ford we're making it real hey louisiana do you want a great deal talk to jim taylor he can make it real
5: get a real jim taylor deal at jim taylor ford lincoln and Rustin.
6: if your gas gauge doesn't work you might run out if your speedometer doesn't work you might get a ticket don't risk either one happening to you If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe. 355-8595. 355-8595. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. If remodeling your bathroom is on your to-do list, glassworks of west monroe makes it easy and affordable glassworks specializes in beautiful shower doors and custom mirrors for a -a one-of-a-kind look from gorgeous custom mirrors in any size to framed or frameless shower doors with coordinating hardware you'll be amazed at the transformation and the affordable price for example search facebook for glassworks of west monroe llc glassworks making your bathroom new again
7: i'm greg tilly in bosier city we have a huge selection
3: of homes lighted decorated and air conditioned for your shopping comfort for 40 years now greg tilly's has been saving you thousands visit our photo gallery at tillysmodular.com or see us today at greg tilly's in bosier city
0: how does it feel you're officially living on the edge hit terry waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know
1: it's the edge with terry waldrop Welcome back to The Edge here on this Friday. Mark Kramer, Jamie Foxx, the end of our trio of shows here this week. John Tabor also with us. John, I want you to join in on this conversation as well. Uh, Crazy Conor McGregor, if anybody's uh, heard about it or even seen the video, he's got, uh, what was it, Jamie, three counts of assault
2: yeah, three counts of assault, one of criminal mischief, total of four counts, and I, I think that we're still talking early. We
1: and they're g- he's going to get some jail time from what from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, he comes over, uh, he flies over here to s- settle a score of some sort with is it Habib, John? Knows? Is that who? It-
7: Habib, Habib, Nominatovs.
1: Yeah. So um, is this the discussion i think is is this a, was this a stunt to promote him uh, back in ufc since he hasn't done anything uh as far as fighting since uh, May, uh, mayweather or is he just that much of a lunatic where he would fly all the way over here from europe to do something like this and just go crazy
7: i i wonder if it's a combination of just He's lost touch of reality You know it, It's gotten to his head He may have Has he been Dabbling with the booger sugar <laughs> I, I, You know Like I say Some combination of all the above It's not a work though I mean, You can see the video I mean Yes you can't worry You can Throw a dolly through a window But that's Yeah, Dana's losing fights. In fact, another fight's getting changed, but it's like the three different fights were dropped off this card because of this incident. Exactly. And, Dana, yes, the UFC is in the business of entertaining, but it's on the premise of being on the up and up as a legitimate sport, and people that buy the pay-per-views do so expecting that. So the, the, the tomfoolery, or, you know, the what makes pro wrestling pro wrestling, you know, the work of it, it's not there. There's no financial incentive for Dana or the UFC to do this. I think it's just Connor, just completely unhinged for whatever reason. And man, if, if this is the way he's living his life and his line of thinking, Somebody needs to sit his rear end down quick and and bring him back down to reality or it's going to cost him a lot more than just a couple charges in New York. Yeah, let's be honest, he can pay it off. That's what's going to happen. He'll get probation, he'll pay a fine, and everybody will walk away smiling. But who's going to want to hire him for their company? Would Scott Coker for Bellator be willing to take a chance on him? Should UFC say, hey, we're done with you? where, you know, no more contracts, you're, you're not worth the headache. You're you're, literally, you're causing us to lose pay-per-views, which they're not losing the pay-per-view, but massively dented it. it. It's, you know, is he going down that John Jones road? Which would be a shame because Conor McGregor changed the fight game for mixed martial arts and the way mm-hmm. it's promoted, the way it's bought, the money spent. He put it on a new level. There's, there's no denying his impact, especially financially, on the product. But at what point does he now become a liability, more than, you know, advantageous to have him as, as the centerpiece of your programming? So the
1: UFC president quoted as saying, "It was the most disgusting behavior he had ever seen."
7: Oh, that's a bunch of hyperbole. I'm not, <laughs> not, not to take away, it, it was. I mean, it was disgusting in that. The biggest
1: thing, John, though, is it. It took out, as you said, it took out three of the three of the fighters that were on this right. UFC card. And this is pro guy.
7: wrestling where you can, you know, I said the greatest tool in pro wrestling is the eraser, you can always go and change your booking around. You can't do this. I mean, these are athletes, men and women that are literally putting their bodies at mm-hmm. pretty big harms' way, especially with the weight cuts. I think oftentimes the weight cuts are just as dangerous physically to the fighters as actually getting in the in the cage itself. It'll be that as it may, you know, this this isn't a work. This is real life, this is real athletic competition, you know, and it's purest hand to hand combat form. So when you're throwing dollies through bus windows and injuring other fighters, people that okay, if Connor got booted off a card and didn't get that two, you know, five million dollar pay cut, you know, payday that he'd get. He's okay now, but all those people sitting on that bus, they're not getting paid the money Connor is. If they've got a hundred thousand dollar fight contract or less for many of them, and you hear them talking about the, that. when they talk about the mm-hmm. fight bonuses and the fifty thousand dollar fight bonuses, those are big deals to probably ninety percent of the fighters under contract because that is an exponential amount of money compared to what they're being paid, you know, off the top. Just to show, so to, to risk these athletes' livelihood in the moment of the, of their profession. Not, you're not just costing yourself; you're costing your co-competitors their chance to earn a living. And, and Dana said it, and again, you know, he he was in the spur of the moment, but I think you will see lawsuits out of this. Mm-hmm.
1: FS says, are you saying that Connor needs a checkup from the neck up?
7: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't man. He he's always been a, a. He is what he is, and and a lot of that is what makes Connor appealing. Is you know you don't know what you're going to get, but at what point does somebody, whether it's his wife or his folks, Dana White, whoever's got, because everybody, I don't care who you are, they always got that one person that can get in your ear, mm-hmm. and whoever that person is for Connor needs to get in his ear and tell him, look, dude, you're. You're fixing to throw, and he's he's in the prime of his career and earning potential, not just in the UFC, but in entertainment. You know, Vince would take him in a second, but nobody's going to want to deal with him if he's this hot-headed to where he is physically injuring his coworkers.
2: Yeah, and I think there's is on so many levels, John. You you addressed it. I mean, it, it impacts uh, it impacted the card that night. Uh, it impacted the from the money perspective. These guys uh, are not near in his stratosphere. Uh, is Conor McGregor too too big to fail? Well, of course not. No, I mean I think that's the sad thing about this is these guys don't realize it's a short career, and uh, therefore you know uh, you you've got your money making opportunities only last for so long, and uh, well, there it is. On yeah, we're and watching the money the video, making you know,
7: opportunities for everybody for, else only last so long too, and that yeah. and. Hey, man, if it's, if it's nothing but a a harmless, you know, crime, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people will consider drug use kind of, you know, he's, you hurt nobody but yourself, and, you know, that's another debate for another show. But now you're putting the risk of other people in jeopardy, and that's, you can't have that, man.
2: No, you can't because. In any
7: workplace.
2: Yeah, and I think his attorney and, and uh, everybody has said that this, to, to, to Mark's point, I don't think this was a publicity stunt. I just think it's really bad ba- bad behavior, uh, unhinged. You can use any kind of hyperbole you want to attach to it. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying it wasn't clear whether uh, he was mad about the being stripped of his belt. This guy's the, the Russian fella. I'm going to try this the best way I can. We'll just go with Khabib. Khabib. We'll go with Khabib. Numagod, Khabib. Or, <laughs> K- yeah, Khabib. We'll stick with that. He was scheduled to fight Max Holloway. So, again, you know, not thinking of themselves, self-absorbed, you know, whether that was fueled by something outside of...
7: I will, I will say this. A, a lot of the, the um, whisper, you know, they're not whispers, the wonderings of, is this a work? Some of this is a product created by the UFs, a problem that they now have mm-hmm. because they've gotten so showy with their, you know, with the face-offs, the whole mm-hmm. Floyd and Connor build up you know, more and more elements of what we normally take, you know, consider to be like with professional wrestling, you know, they've kind of been making their bed to where people wonder, you know, how much of this, you know, people about figured out the gigs up on the whole pre-fight, you know, trash talking, it's that a lot of that is a work.
1: Mm-hmm. And to and, that point, John. So
7: now people are wondering well, what else is a work.
1: Uh, Richie texts in and says. Here's something to ponder: You mean to tell me that a bus full of of bad men and women just sat still while their bus was being attacked? He puts hash, hashtag conspiracy theories. They always are ready to kill each other off at pressers, but but can't come off the bus. So.
7: They're not trying to. So there throw, you go. They got fights to worry about.
2: Yeah, I mean,
7: you know, they're worried about getting back to their hotel and cutting weight. Many of them are probably already beginning to get physically depleted with their weight cut. (laughs) They're not interested in getting off the bus and having a a brawl like this as a West Side Story.
2: Yeah, There's no sense in this. And, uh, of course, as we go to break, we're going to see. I mean, this is obviously – Conor McGregor's not doing this by himself either. And that's the thing that kind of breaks me. Who is he – Who is right to John's point, who's in his ear? Somebody needs to get in it. And cut him out. But anyway, we can talk about this uh, on the other side if we uh, if you'd want to chime in. You're listening to the edge on 977. We'll be right back right after this. The
8: Tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital, specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice. For my animals, it should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do.
5: You gave me hope.
3: You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks.
8: It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm
5: attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay, call me
8: today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition
4: Jessica LaDue, member and employee for Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washtenaw Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washtenaw Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln,
5: This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge in Ruston, welcoming Todd Till to our management team at Brennan Dodge. Todd is the previous owner of Farmable Motors in Farmerville. Todd brings a wealth of experience, integrity, and a first-class reputation with him. Come by and see Todd and help us welcome him to Brennan Dodge and back to the Ruston market. Todd will be managing our new used car center for Brennan Dodge, which will open in the coming months. So if you're in the market for a used car, truck, or SUV, come see Todd at Brennan Dodge in Ruston, I-20 service Road.
0: Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop.
1: Welcome back to the Edge. Jamie Foxx, Mark Kramer here with you on this final segment of the week. Hopefully, if uh, Terry's done with his uh, lounging around in a fancy log cabin in northern Arkansas. Pretty posh, I understand. Yeah, well, he sent me a picture. He said, hey, uh, how about this? And it was view is amazing and so uh don't feel sorry for terry waldrop he's cooling it up in northern arkansas just
2: Uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous that's That's
1: exactly right we're just glad to breathe his air and uh as i always say it takes two or three of us to substitute for for one terry waldrop since we're not as charismatic as he is or controversial or controversial that's right uh, let's see. Uh, Richie texts back in on the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline and text line eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. He said, he said uh, when he talked about the uh, the guys wanting to kill each other at pressers in the in the UFC, he says, "Oh, guys, I'm just stirring the pot." He says, "I believe what happened was real. The only thing fake about it was the entire ordeal. About the entire ordeal is the statement Dana made about." the fact that the pay-per-view was tuning up
2: Oh, okay. Maybe that was
7: Well, I think that was him. Dana may have said that earlier in the week before yeah. all of this went down And before, So there's no correlation and, and maybe between even the before, two Well, before the original big news of it was when Tony Ferguson got hurt and had to drop and so they moved in um, Max Holloway to yeah. fight could so that, that could be, you know, and, and there was kind of a sort of a rejuvenated, well, you know, Ferguson can't go, but hey, you know, the featherweight champ can move up. And, my, you know, so there was a little bit of, of side intrigue to that. But now that that's done and then the Connor fiasco, I know it's Friday and it's probably too late to. If this would have happened last weekend, I wouldn't have been surprised if this pay per view fell through.
1: Yeah. it's uh, hmm. This is you. Uh, I was jokingly. Uh, and I just pick a number, but I mean, it's too so many, yeah, It's too so late many, to cancel now. There's so many UFC uh, special well, that's events. Another, that's another discussion. Yeah, I call it UFC three thousand and seven <laughs> 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 because they've had so many. Um, one thing we've kind of just barely touched on during the week because there's been so many other things coming up, and uh, we've been fortunate enough to have Stan in on the Masters, and that is um, we the Brandon Cooks trade. I still wanted to get back to that here in the NFL as we have a few minutes left because what does it say? And I want uh, some uh, listener reaction too at 888-993-7762. A person as talented as Brandon Cooks now on his third team in three years, is that saying something about how much money he's making or is it it saying something about maybe uh, him as a player or his personality? is he somebody that's not a good locker room guy. You know, he did throw that tantrum when he was in New Orleans near the end of the his last season in New Orleans uh, about oh, I'm not, you know, the old uh, wide receiver. I'm not getting the ball enough and you know all this kind of thing. So is it more of an indictment of what his salary is that the Patriots traded him or is the is it the fact that he is not a good locker room guy and his personality is causing him to
2: uh not make friends very easily well according to tom brady that's that played into it uh initially you, you would say this was a, a salary dispute that couldn't be uh agreed upon uh imagine the uh professional athlete thinking their value is worth more than what uh, an organization is willing to pay them in the case of the patriots they were more than willing to part ways with them tom brady actually came out and said he wasn't a good fit that's a nice way of saying he didn't fit that he's a locker love. room cancer. Indeed and uh, the Saints saw it. We, we kind of thought that was a bad move on the Saints part in the beginning. Uh, why would you do this? Because I think he was a leading receiver at one point. Uh, he has some limitations. He's more of a deep threat than than anything, but he is also you know, still in the prime of his career, 24, 25, and now he's on his third team. I think that speaks more to something else going on than actually money. Uh, if New England's – because believing New England's been able to take people like this in the past, uh, Randy Moss comes to right. mind, and others who who Belichick has been able to get them to conform to the quote unquote the Patriot way. And Tom Brady coming out saying that, of course, I don't necessarily you know take everything Tom Brady says with a grain of salt, but he he came right out and said there he there is no no one's crying crocodile tears in that Patriot locker room that Brandon Cooks got traded. It's how he fits in in Los Angeles remains to be seen but uh, he wants to be paid a lot of money. I don't think he's going to get what he does, he thinks he's going to get. I don't I don't obviously you know you're seeing a lot of this mark in this offseason, free agency and everything else that uh, organizations are not not hesitant anymore to cut bait. no matter how talented you are. Right, that's
1: right. There's a lot of of teams that are finally realizing that in football especially, now maybe not from the quarterback position, that may be the one position that it's not done this way, but receivers, running backs, Mm -hmm. uh, even, I mean, New England traded their starting linebacker Jamie Collins in the middle of the season uh, because he wasn't uh, conforming to the Patriot way. They dumped him, Uh, you know, and people forget Jimmy Johnson used to do that. With the Cowboys back in the 90s, he cut a guy that screwed up on special teams. He cut the guy the, that day after the game was over, the guy was told that they were letting him go. I mean, Jimmy Johnson was a hardcore guy too. It's just not the overall publicity that there is now with all the media frenzy uh, over things that come out you know, fairly quickly. But I think you have a good point that these teams now realize, hey, We can still win without John Smith, whoever this guy is, whoever the receiver or running back, because there's somebody that can replace him that is either as talented or is close. And we don't have the headaches. Maybe we don't have the salary as much. Uh, And so the other thing I think is interesting is this is the one year of all the – since the, the draft has really been hyped up the last 10 years or so uh, with all the media coverage and the live picks and all that. This is the first year that uh, you've seen so many major trades mm-hmm. before the draft. These are all trades that normally would happen during the draft. And I, I just find it interesting. I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Uh, to see why, if there's a major reason why all of these teams have
2: made so many trades before the draft. I'm interested. I'm going to keep my eye uh, mark on two players prior to the draft because I think it's, uh, what, April 25th, 28th, I I lose. But Odell Beckham and Des Bryant. Keep your eye on both of those. You've heard about them being possibly moved. O- Odell Beckham says he wanted 20 million, now he wants 18. I think he's going to find out pretty soon. There's not the, uh, not the demand for his services that they think's out there. But anyway, we'll have a lot more to talk about leading up. to the Who wants to
1: put up with the headache? One quick, more text. Russell says I don't know about Cooks personally. Someone needs to give more information. But I think he has grown past his contract. Doesn't make much sense. Gronk is crazy, and he plays for the Patriots, so who knows?
2: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, uh, all this remains to be seen. There could be some trades, uh, you know, <laughs> people wanting to move up in, during the draft for the quarterbacks that are they're supposedly in demand. So we'll see how that plays out. But uh, anyway, Mark, great uh, great three days. John, thank you. Safe travels down to New Orleans. We'll hear more from John, obviously, Monday about WrestleMania, the greatest economic boom to New Orleans. Tuesday, okay. Uh, well, well-deserved well vacation for John. Uh, we want him to have a good time and enjoy. I'm sure he'll have some things posted.